Do you schedule and host events in the Jewish community? Conferences, webinars, local events? Please consider adding your events to Jcast Network's newest project, the Jewish Communal Events Calendar. Don't schedule events, but know someone who does? Invite them to add their events. If we all work together, we can create another wonderful resource for the Jewish community. Visit our calendar and post your events at jcastnetwork.org slash jcdc. You are listening to Rearranged, a Jcast Network podcast. Join us each week as we delve deeper into some of the ideas brought up in the FYI docudrama series, Arranged. And what an episode it was. Uh, hi, I'm Daron Rasquet. I'm your host. Um, and uh, we got to watch quite an amazing episode of, of Arranged Tuesday night. And I'm um, glad to be sitting here with you to explore it a bit. Um, so here's the news. Shockingly, um, after quite a dip um, in the ratings... Last two week, last week's episode was like I think 118 out of 150 shows on cable, which I gotta tell you does not bode well for the show. But this week it boomed to 90, so we're in the top hundred, which I think is a great, uh, great thing for the show. Um, going up almost 30 points, 30 positions has got to be good for the FYI network. Um, I believe that um, the uptick has all to do with our podcast rearranged on the Jcast network. Anyway, glad to be with you. Glad to uh, be able to say that the new show is up, you know, that, that we got to watch the new show and think about it. Um, what I said last week is that instead of kind of following the show kind of chronologically as we watched it on TV, that I was going to spend a little more time kind of focusing just tell each, you know, recapping each um, each couple's story all in one block. Um, and I guess, you know, it goes without saying that this is a, you know, a, a spoiler-full show. I don't think of this, uh, of, of Arranged as such a spoilery show, but I am going to be telling what happens. So if you don't like spoilers, I hope you've watched your episode already. Um, and if you don't think you're going to watch the episode, you could still... Um, listen to my show, and I'm pretty much telling you all of it, uh, all of the important, um, all the important stuff. All right, so let's start. As you remember, we've got three couples: our Texas couple, Taylor and David; um, our California couple, Manika and Mayur; and finally, our New York couple, uh, Vicky and Ben. I'm going to start by talking about what happened with Manika and Mayur this week. Um, they're they're trying to put a little kind of drama um, into their lives. Um, however, I'm not seeing the drama play out in any interesting way. Um, I think they actually had the least amount of, you know, kind of screen time this week's episode. Um, and I think it's because there isn't so much there, even though um, kind of they teased a will she, won't she even get married. But um, I don't buy it. So... Well, let's go quickly um, into the story. It really is, uh, you know, Monika, if you remember last last episode, uh, Mayor was in Las Vegas with his buddies for, you know, gambling and 
and whatnot for their bachelor party. Monika called, and I would say called too much, and he ignored the phone calls. Um, should he have? Shouldn't he have? I, you know, it's not for me to tell, but obviously he, she felt that he should have picked up. Um, and she confronted him, and he said, oh, I texted you. And she said, I didn't receive the text. And he said, oh, maybe I didn't text you. Anyway, that was like as drama-filled as it got. Um, we did learn something that was sort of interesting. Supposedly, they have not slept, they have not spent the night together um, in their dating, in their dating uh, lives, in their arranged life. And, and maybe that's what it means. Maybe that's what they mean by arranged, is that they're kind of, you know, kind of virgins going into these marriages. I mean, although we know that Monique was married before, so probably not her. But again, in, in terms of not understanding what the arranged of the TV show Arranged is about, perhaps that's what it is, is that these couples have not been intimate or spent the night in advance of their marriage. Um, we're sure that's the case um, with Ben and uh, Vicky. I mean, they talk about it in this episode, which we'll get to later. Um, and I guess we don't really know about Taylor and David. Anyway, that's one of the issues that's talked about. Um, so first, uh, Monika and Mayor have, a, have to rehash him not picking up the phone. Again, not so drama-filled. Then they, you see them at, their, at his office. He's the boss at the office. Um, and he treats her like a child. He asks her to come in for a meeting. When she arrives, he then says, oh, can you get me a water? Although we had seen him holding a water um, in, you know, three, uh, 30 seconds earlier. Again, because the show was cut differently, um, perhaps, um, perhaps it wasn't the exact same time. But it all looked kind of weird. It kind of looked like him kind of having a power play. Um, and even in a, in a private, private, uh, private interview, he kind of says that once they're married, although she may work, her job should be um, more about keeping the family and keeping the home. So, uh, it's not so pretty. The whole thing's not so pretty. Um, they are preparing for a sangid, um, which is a pre-wedding wedding ritual party. Um, and so she calls on her friend, who, who, and she's talking about how uncomfortable she's feeling and, uh, and how she, I guess she's having a little doubts. And again, because of her first marriage, that didn't work out. Um, I think she is, you know, full of a lot of doubt. All right, well, that's, that's, that's their... Oh, and so then they finally have the Sangeet party event, um, and she doesn't show up, or she hasn't showed up yet. Um, her mother's calling her, her friends are calling her, and she is not arriving. Um, Mayor is making a joke of the fact that, he's, that she's so late. Um, but anyway, that's how they're trying to create drama. Oh, will she, won't she come to the event? Um, because we've seen some p pictures from other episodes we know she will um but this is their attempt at uh at making drama all right let's talk about taylor and david taylor and david who are now newly married um taylor had an interesting line um again they're still living in 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 the in a in a in a trailer which is just so depressing looking um and taylor says and i you know i i really was moved not moved moved but really felt it she said, this is not what Disney told me my life was going to be like. And I thought, like, there was actually a lot being said there, right? Like, like she had this vision. She had this, you know, image. I mean, on some level, it's similar to Vicky's image of, what her of having a first dance, you know? So we all have 
these images of what our marriage is, what our lives are supposed to be like. Um, and so often, kind of, they don't end up being that. Um, and so I kind of had a little bit of Rachmanis for Taylor um, as she's sitting in this, you know, horrible little trailer and saying this isn't what Disney, uh, you know, was said her life would be like. Um, David, who, again, I'm still such a fanboy for, I think his heart is so in the right place. Um, he's tired of talking about his mother, um, but the issue is still there. And the interesting thing is in this episode, he tells Taylor he doesn't want to talk to, about his mother. He tells his mother he doesn't want to talk about Taylor. Um, and he's like, he's defending the wrong person to everybody. So, you know, he's like defending his mother when he's with Taylor. He's defending Taylor when he's with his mother. Um, and he's failing miserably because everyone is angry at him. Um, I really did like that, you know, he wasn't able, you know, he didn't let, you know, uh, his mom get away with her crap and really told her, you know, this is, you're acting ridiculous and this is not okay. Um, and his mother said something that I also thought was very kind of, um, I mean, I think, I think it's, it, it stated what was already obvious. Um, she said, I feel like I'm losing my son and, and it's Taylor's fault. Um, which is really a statement about where she's at, right? Um, like, yeah, you're losing your son because she just, he just got married and like, don't make him choose because he just got married. Um, and it kind of felt like obvious that that was where it was going to be and that was what's going to happen. Um, and it was terrible. Like, it was embarrassing. It was horrible. Um, and as a result, when Taylor and David go on their first date night after their marriage, they get into this fight. This is a continual continuation of the fight. Um, and David says, I regret marrying you. Um, as a married person who has said the wrong things many times, uh, that's a hard one to get over, right? Um, he, we, you know, we all kind of get that he doesn't really mean it, but uh, I can imagine how painful it was for her to hear it. He feels terrible about saying it later on. Um, it's just the worst. I mean, it's just the just just the worst. Um, as a result, not surprisingly, Taylor says, you know, packs her bags and says she's going back to her mom's house. Um, I'm sure it's not forever. Um, but, uh, it's clear that, that, that there's some real issues going on here. David feels terrible because he's a good guy. He's just at his heart, a good guy. And he's put in the middle in this terrible, terrible situation. Um, anyway, so David is feeling terrible. She is back with her mom. Her mom, of course, asks why she's back, gets told. And of course, you know, and, and knows it's about David's mom. And, you know, has a complete hissy, um, you know, saying that David needs to grow a pair, that Taylor needs to grow a pair, um, and that it's, you know, that the mom is lucky that she wasn't there because she would have, you know, really uh, gone crazy. All right. So that was that was Taylor and, and, and David. Again, I love you, David. But, you know, your mom's really got issues. All right. So now we're going to go talk about um, Vicky and Ben. Um, I guess our favorite couple or a favorite couple. I really do love David. But let's talk about Vicky and Ben. Um, so what did we learn? We learned that the wedding is going to be taking place 
in Seattle, which is where both Ben and Vicky are from. Again, they went to middle school together, so they know each other from then. Um, and I guess both families are there. Um, and but Vicky is talking about how hard it is to be away from her family. Um, so in a conversation on FaceTime or Skype or whatever it was, Vicky is talking to her mom and her mom is really kind of, you know, her mom is not orthodox in the way that Vicky is. Um, Vicky came to it later in her life and her mom is obviously kind of feeling awkward about it or feeling strange and is actually asking, are you sure this is what you want? Putting Vicky in an awkward position. Um, and I think Vicky is feeling sad that she's alone. So then she goes to... Um, a, a mentor of hers a, who lives in Far Rockaway, which is, of course, where, where Ben wanted them to be living and um, is where um, his community is. And she goes to this mentor of hers and she said, this is a, this is a woman I want my whole life to be life, like. I want to be like her when I grow up, which is kind of cute. And this woman is, is, is going to be throwing a... Um, a party, a uh, wedding shower for Vicky and um, and they're preparing for the wedding shower and then, you know, the next scene, they're actually having the wedding shower. Interestingly enough, Ben is there, although he went upstairs during it. It's all a little strange. Um, again, great line of the night in this storyline is one of the women at the shower says, when I was getting married, I went to this wedding shower, a wedding shower for me, and I said, you know, are these women the people I have to be friends with? Um, you know, I mean, I just thought, like, are these going to have to be my friends with such, like, a great line? Because it's, like, what everyone's thinking, especially when you're talking about going into this kind of small community. Um, because Vicky's family and her own friends are not there. Vicky is taking pictures, uh, selfies, and pictures of the cake and pictures of the presents that she's receiving um, and posting them on Facebook. Um, David, who is upstairs, is looking at his phone and sees that she's doing this and um, gets very upset, talking about how um, the use of social media is against halakha. Um, I want to explore that further and, and at the, and the next section of our podcast when I bring Stephanie in, Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about it. Um, she, he really seems to think that, that putting things on Facebook uh, is immodest and, uh, and that's against halacha. So anyway, we'll, we'll focus on that with Stephanie. Uh, again, I didn't realize, you know, I knew the idea of not having a graven image, but that's not really what they're talking about. I also thought it was really funny that David, excuse me, Ben was complaining about, um, you know, being immodest by putting things on social media um, yet he's putting his entire pre-wedding months on television. So, you know, like, you kind of have to get over yourself or at least acknowledge that you're being kind of nuts. Um, next, let's see, what happens after that? Oh, so so then at the, at the wedding shower, um, Vicky talks to Becky, her friend, and says, Becky, Zach, who's a friend of Ben's, wants to go on a date with you. Are you open to it? They say, yes. She says, yes, I'll do any, you know, I'm open for anything. So they end up going on a double date. During the double date, Vicky is using her phone and Ben loses his shit, excuse my language, um, and kind of tells her not to and really treats her pretty horribly. 
um, embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Vicky. It's embarrassing for Vicky, for, for Zach and Becky, the, the people who are on the day with them. And I was embarrassed sitting at home with no one else. I was just embarrassed to, to see how Ben was acting. Um, ben said he was embarrassed by how she was behaving. I think the rest of the world was just embarrassed by, uh, by him. Um, in a moment that before that, before this horrible experience, um, they did, did kind of talk about um, their air kissing and air hugging and air holding of hands. Um, and it was like a sweet little moment um, for, for Ben and Vicky. Um, and, you know, you can imagine how awkward it would be to have a relationship where there is no physical contact um, and getting married to somebody who you had no physical contact with. It just kind of, it kind of reaffirmed it and, and made me think about it um, once again. Um, so the next scene when they come back to Vicky, Vicky and Ben is Vicky and Ben get back together after that horrible date where where he treats her so terribly. Um, and they kind of hash it out, kind of almost like mature adults. Again, they're really 20-year-olds, so they're not quite adults in my opinion. Um, and, you know, she he talks about the immodesty of, of, of using social media. He talks about feeling that she, that she wasn't being present in the conversation that was being had. Uh, so, and she really says, but that's not the way you can talk to me. You don't do it in front of my friends. Um, and, you know, where you kind of were hoping there'd be a huge fight there, he kind of says, you know what, you're right. Uh, I can do that. You're right. I shouldn't have done it where I did it. Um, and I just think uh, it's great. I thought that was a great moment. Um, and I thought that was sweet. So, <coughs> excuse me. That was, that was what happened tonight's episode. Um, in a minute, I'm going to bring in Stephanie, and we're going to talk about uh, how, you know, the halakhic rules around uh, the use of social media. All right, I'm back, and I'm joined by Rabbi Stephanie Ruske, the Associate Dean at the Jewish Theological Seminary, and uh, my social media-using wife. Um... You actually didn't get an opportunity to watch uh, tonight's episode or this week's episode, but I wanted to, you know. But I mentioned to you that I was really intrigued by the uh, what Ben at least said about kind of the prohibition of using social media in Jewish halacha. Oh, Jewish halacha, like if it's halacha, I think it's probably Jewish. But in halacha, I was wondering if you could uh, kind of share some your thoughts on this piece and where it comes from and kind of what what the idea behind it is. Well, I have the feeling that um, it's about what kind of like image are you constructing, and so um, are are we constructing something that we're worshiping, right? Lots of us use social media, and we decide what we want to put up, how beautiful we want the story to be, and in some ways, it feels like creating a false god, creating something that we're worshiping we check it's the it's a combination of both the religious um way in which we check it many more times than many of us say blessings and prayers right. we, we check um, it religiously right. as they right. say that's how we check the social media and then 
whatever it is that we're creating that's kind of like a shrine of the image that we want to create feels also like setting up a false god to some degree. Um, it's our image, but the way we treat it is like something that's a god. Right, so this is this kind of connected to the idea, the, you know, kind of Jewish rule against having your picture taken or, you know, there being a graven image, right? Yes, yes. And then the other, there are a few other pieces um, one is like the way in which it gets uh, in the way of relationships, right? If you're sitting with somebody and they're checking their phone and checking the internet, you're also not treating them in a dignified way. You're not treating them like they're made in the image of God. Would you do that to God? And so um, forget about what's on there. It diminishes the dignity of the person that you're sitting face to face with. That's interesting because, again, Ben also did have a flip out uh, you didn't see it in this week's episode when they were on the double date and uh, she was checking her email. It appeared far more kind of him being a 23-year-old and being a little brash. Um, that wasn't when the, the it's against Jewish halacha mm-hmm. came up, but it's an interesting component. But so what, what I am hearing, which feels two kind of opposite and reactionary levels is that by putting yourself on social media and your image, you're, you're trying to create a godlike space, right? But if you're not focusing and you're texting or on your phone when you're with other people, you're not treating them godlike, right? You're, not, you're doing something in a way that you would not, that doesn't mm-hmm. reflect the godliness. Mm-hmm. So that feels to me to be a bit of a, I mean, they're, op- they're, they're kind of making opposite statements in, in some ways. No? Yeah. Well, look, I think virtual reality is a place that the rabbis couldn't have quite imagined. And so now we're trying to take basic principles about how we treat other people, how we think about God, how, um, how humble we are, right? Like if social media is also... I don't think anyone sets out to not act humbly on social media. But you put something up and you get a whole bunch of attention or you put up a picture and, you're, and you don't want to tell the story that's not the happy story. You want everything to look good. So it's, the rabbis could never have imagined it. And so now we're trying to figure out how do we take um, values and principles that are about how we live and apply them in a totally new format. So the other, the other week I saw a piece on, on Facebook um, of a number of kind of, you know, of yeshivish or ultra-Orthodox men who were smashing an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there have been news about, you know, certain areas, certain, you know, certain sects of Judaism where they don't use the Internet at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is, I'm, this is, these are related, yes? Yes, it's a way of setting your, like, of keeping yourselves from being tainted by ideas that your community can't control right people it's a way of it's a way of um giving people a totally like unregulated view of the world unmoderated and so you total if you are a religion that is trying to keep people sort of connected towards god and and towards the jewish community it's like you don't want a free-for-all which is what the internet is now, would you think, and again, I, I don't follow it nearly as well, as closely, but is there a difference between the internet 
and television. Because, I mean, so it's so interesting, Ben, this, this guy who's, who's claiming, I mean, you know, it's, it's the joke of it, in my opinion, that Ben, on this reality TV show, is decrying the use of social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, to me, and it should be noted that since we've launched the show, I friended him on Facebook. Right, right. And the sort of the success of the show will depend upon word of mouth and social media probably to promote it. Um, yeah. But so is there a differentiation between television and social media? Is it, or is that... I think, I think different communities who follow different authorities draw the line at certain places. There are lots of, you know, parts of the Jewish community where nobody has a television. There's no, I mean, or if they have it, they're only watching things that are of the Rebbe, or they're only watching things put out by their own community. Or there are ways... Um, that communities say, like, you can use the internet for these things, but we block other things. So um, you will find people who are everywhere along the spectrum from they have no television, they have no internet, to they have both of those things, but they're very limited in what they'll look at. Um, And he's, you know, he is facing the challenges of being a modern Orthodox Jew, right? He knows about technology. He's part of that world. And he has to figure out how to apply the principles of his religion to moderate how he uses it. All right. Well, if he decides not to use technology, he won't listen to this week's episode. Uh, But thanks for taking the time. Thank you. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Uh, Please uh, come back next Friday for another episode and make sure to watch... Uh, arranged on the FYI Network. Uh, they should really pay me for that ad. But the FYI Network, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock, arranged, and uh, we wish all three couples nothing but simchas. <laughs>